Weekly Lost Podcast, episode number 122. We can't transmit because something else is already transmitting. Somewhere close, the signal's strong. Train, how would what you kind of transmission is it? It could be a cell phone, maybe a radio signal. Can we listen to it? Let me get the frequency first. Hold on. Welcome to the Weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we have a I wonderful was, show this evening I was for waiting you. for you to ask me, what intro music do we play for this show? <laughs> like you did last night on The Great Show? <laughs> did I do that last night? You did. Okay. Anyway. So, anyway, do we have anything exciting to share this week? I think. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah. Lost may never return. Woohoo! I mean, I just, I'm, I'm really struggling here with the whole, um, I mean, I support the writers in their strike um, completely. <coughs> I think that uh, the studios are being greedy and stingy and nasty, and I could find a whole other slew of descriptive words to describe it, but the, 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 the thought that it couldn't come back until February of 09 is quite, quite disturbing so let's go ahead and take a look at lost in the news then lost in the news all right so since you brought up the writer strike uh there are a couple things that i would like to point out first off our good friend amanda black uh also known as uh i don't know scoopy 77 um wrecked raff um, you know, AKA somebody else. <laughs> no, just kidding. <coughs> Amanda, we love you. All right. So anyway, Amanda posted a link to an article from TV Guide that talked about um, Carlton Cuse crossing the picket line. Did you hear about this? No. Yes. Yes. No. What? Either you heard about it or you didn't hear about it. I heard about it, but I didn't read up on it myself. <laughs> So go ahead and tell me. All right. Well, all I know is that the, all I know is that he crossed. Go ahead. Okay. So anyway, Amanda um, put Black. a link to the art. Okay. Yeah, she put a link to the article in the forum. Okay. Uh, the GSPN dot community forum, by the way, at GSPN TV slash forum. Um, <coughs> oh my goodness. Um, maybe I should have you read this. Okay. Yeah, that's a good Spin idea. It around. Yeah, I think that's gonna be a great idea. Um, Which right is there. my kid's favorite song from the 80s. You spin me right. So, Stephanie, read that up. And, the whole uh, thing? Um, uh, the... j- no, just the first paragraph there. Oh, okay. Okay. Go ahead. Now. That's dead air. Come on. <laughs> I hate Whatever silence. you think about the writer's strike, you got to feel for guys like <coughs> lost writer-producer Carlton Cuse. As a writer, he's on strike. But as a producer... Mm, Not so much. So even though he's a member of the WGA's negotiating committee, he's returning to work, at least to do some post-production on the eight episodes that have already been shot. We feel... I'm trying to read through this screen. And this is his quote. This is kind of... Yeah. Yeah, this is his quote. Um, We feel we owe that to our fans, he tells the New York Times. Um, We would harm our franchise if we didn't do it ourselves. So who so who be next to to punch back in? 
Uh, we'll keep you posted. In other strike news, did they only just hear about it in Canada? Bionic Woman, which shoots in Vancouver, powered down just last week, and Battlestar Galactica Galactica will wrap up um, this Friday, although the Hollywood Reporter says that secret meetings are taking place that would bring um, the host of The Late Show with David Letterman, The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, and The Late Night with Conan O'Brien back to their desks. Nothing is expected to happen before Thanksgiving. And that is um, Ben Katner? I don't know. Is, um, I guess, the author of, of that Of that article. Story, okay. Article. Very cool. So, Amanda, thank you very much for posting some wonderful updates uh, in the forum at mm-hmm. gspn.tv slash forum under the section header Lost in the News. All right. Also, in Lost News, we have uh, been given some information and a link uh, to a New York Times editorial written by none other than Damon Lindelof. Damon Lindelof. It was very good. And I think Bubba Coop also posted a link to the full article in the Lost in the News section of the forum as well. It was a very good article. I I read it. Right. Um, It really was. It was written extremely well. We encourage you to go to gspn.tv slash forum, click on Lost in the News, and you will see the the link to Damon Lindelof's uh, full editorial. What I did here, Stephanie, is just pulled out two quotes from that article, and I was going to ask if you would mind reading it. More dead air. Reading ahead. Okay. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) Moving right along. If this strike... This is this is quote from from Damon Lindelof. If this strike lasts longer than three months, an entire season of television will end this December. No dramas, no comedies, and hold on to your seats. That's my <laughs> quote, not his. Uh, no Daily Show. Oh man. The strike will also prevent any pilots from being shot in the spring. So even if the strike is settled by then, you won't see any new shows until the following January. Is in 2009. Ouch. That's going to hurt. And, and it's really going to hurt the new shows that started this fall. Right. I mean, if they're only, if if they're ending after only 11 episodes. Well, you know what? That's really, that's really not a those. problem for the networks because typically they start a new show and they cancel it right away anyway. True. So it's going to be almost NBC, like normal. Who just keeps running the bionic woman. <laughs> What is up with that? I don't know. Well, we quit watching it. Maybe it got better. Yeah, I doubt it. I, I do too, but I was just giving it the benefit of the doubt. Okay, if you say so. Okay. All right. The other quote is? Okay. Um, he says, Damon says, what is this word here? What? E-F-F-I-G-Y. Effigy? Yeah, effigy. Effigy. Yeah, burning an effigy. Okay. I was just. It's like where they take just, a likeness of you, you. Yeah. Do you ever look at a word and it just doesn't? Quite register. Yeah, so quite, anyway, quite a bit. I was, I was pronouncing it wrong in that's my why mind. I don't, that's why I don't read. It wasn't making sense I prefer to me. audiobooks. Yes, okay. Um, I will probably be dragged through the streets and burned in... Effigy. Effigy. Um, if fans have to wait another year for loss to come back. And who would blame them? Public sentiment may have swung toward the Guild for now. But once the viewing audience has spent a month or so... I love this. 
On America's Next Hottest Cop and Celebrity Eating Contest, I have little doubt that the tide will turn against us, which brings me to the second stage of grief, anger. <laughs> well, he talks about, I th- I'm going to explain where sure, go the, ahead. the second stage of grief. Um, he starts his article off with, television is dying, which I so agree. I mean, television is dying and, and will soon be obsolete. And so he talks about how, um, we, we should have seen this coming back when, when we were first introduced to TiVo and able to um, record our shows and have them for free at our own disposal whenever we wanted and, and keep forever if we wanted. Yes. We should have seen the death of television coming then. Right. Because that also gave us the um, the ability to fast forward through the commercials which right. are the whole thing that keeps, you know, keeps the whole ball running. Exactly. And um, and so he talks about how that was the first stage of grief is denial. Mm-hmm. So he talks about when the TiVo came out, we should have seen it coming, but we were in denial. Yes. And um, and so then he gets to his second stage of grief. Which is anger. Which is anger. And of course, he talks about some other stages of grief. Yes. And he it basically ultimately ends up with the fact that you got to understand the TiVo is gonna the the hard drives are gonna get bigger. The chips to, the chips for those bigger capacity drives are gonna get smaller mm-hmm. to eventually where you know you don't even need that anymore. You're just gonna have this big huge screen, which is a computer. And the method of delivery for content will no longer be a cable but it will be the internet. And as it stands today, there is absolutely no reimbursement for writers whatsoever when it comes to internet delivery. And they should absolutely stand their ground. There is no reason that they should not be paid for the television that, or for the entertainment (laughs) that they're writing just because, just because I don't think it's that they're not getting paid for the writing. I think well, what they're upset about know, is the for, fact that for, ongoing yes, royalties. That's what I was right. intending to say. I understand. I, 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 do, I think it's important to understand uh, and, and, and to, to point right. out that it's not that the writers aren't getting paid. Right. And even if, even if the, the entire They're just not getting their content, due in royalties. Exactly. Even you if know, the content went... A, go ahead. Even if the content went to the internet full time... And that was the main method of delivery. And they just get paid for the one time. It, well, they would be paid to write. Yes. Exactly. But as it has been, they've always counted on and been able to see money coming in uh, gradually. And what's the what's the word when it's um, comes you know keeps coming recurring? Um, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know what you're <laughs> thinking about. Uh, not syndication, residual income. Residual. Absolutely. Okay. Residual income is something that you can, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, exactly. So let's go to Steve from Town Under because <laughs> I have no idea what I want to say next. Steve, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks a lot, Cliff. Um, it's good to be here again. It's been a while since I've been on. It has been a while. It, it's it's Saturday there, Saturday afternoon in Australia. How Happy Saturday to you. Yeah, it's about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. We're having a few rain bands come through but not much we're pretty dry down here at the moment so uh let's see here since you're a day ahead of us have you had is there any future news you can give us about the writer strike <laughs> well <laughs> uh well I, I don't know much about the writer strike because uh, it hasn't really come on the news down here it's not really big down here because i think most of the writers are over there 
Well, I guess for you guys, you you tip Australia, and, and tell me if I'm just maybe not understanding this correctly, but you guys typically are getting syndicated shows, or at least the shows are airing. You know, the the like last year seasons are coming to you this year for most shows. Well, is no, that... that's that's actually changed, Cliff. Um, we're now getting um, Heroes, Bionic Woman, um, those sorts of shows a week or two after they've been aired in the US now. Okay, wow. Okay, so, so they've actually they've actually realised that people are downloading them off the internet, and they're actually going to start playing them a little bit uh, sooner. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with Lost. Yeah, people when it comes out. Absolutely. So, so what kind of uh, uh, points did you want to bring up? I know that you had to quit. Well, uh, yeah, the, the other thing is, um, I actually have Lost Season Three DVD set in front of me. Oh wow! Is that right? <laughs> Yeah, it's great. I've looked through the extras, and um, there's some good stuff in there. They talk about the book club. The book club. Oh, the, yeah. All, all about the books that are actually in Lost and how they relate to Lost. And um, all the time, you know, you keep seeing Stephen King novels all the time. Mm-hmm. And I've always said, you know, what happened to The Stand? You know, they've never actually talked about it. But The Stand is actually one of the books that they used to write Lost Around. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of With, Without actually mentioning that. it. Yeah. Well, they actually say that. They say that in there. And they also clarify that um, Russo and Alex are um, daughter and mother. Good. I'm glad they clarified that. I mean, uh, they, they, don't, they don't actually say that, but they say that, you know, they've, they've joined back together again. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so that, that must be that they, they are. Now the deleted scenes uh, and commentaries are there. I mean, obviously those have to be in there as well, correct? Yeah, I'm going through all the commentaries. The um, I've looked at the bloopers; they're quite funny. Um, haven't got the deleted scenes yet. There's a lot of information on that extra CD on DVD, and I'm slowly going through it now. Wonderful. Well, I'm thank I'm thankful for uh, you bringing that up. And uh, if you are able to come back uh, next week, next Friday evening, we invite you to come back and give us some more details. I don't think it comes yeah, out. I'll, grab, I'll grab some more information out. I might even try and grab some sound clips out for you and uh, send them off to you before uh, the show. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> okay, then, Cliff and Steph, I'll talk to you later. Thank you very much, Steve. Oh, man, how awesome is it to have friends in the future? <laughs> you know, it's always awesome. <laughs> Now, I, that's just not fair, though. Yeah. How, how does Australia get those know. before us? I don't know. I thought it's released. I mean, not that December we're more le- important. Th- but wasn't it December, December le- I think 11th? December 11th or somewhere like that. But uh, ah. Michaela, also from oh. Australia. Sorry. Uh, Michaela had also told us that, that they were going to be getting it early. Yeah. And so I'm sure she's, she's not here right now. She's probably watching it. So Sweet. anyway. So did you want me to read the last line? <laughs> Oh, did I not let you read the last line? No, you go, didn't. Go right ahead. Okay. Um, so he he um, he said that he's you know second stage of grief, anger, and um, goes into explain why he's angry. Oh, okay. Um, I am angry because I'm accused of being greedy by studios that are being greedy. I'm angry because my greed is fair and reasonable. If money is made off of my product through the internet, then I am entitled to a small piece. And a small piece is all they're asking. Mm-hmm. It's a very small piece. Um, the studio's greed, on the other hand, is hidden by cynical, disingenuous claims that they make nothing on the web. That streaming and downloading of our shows is purely, quotations, promotional. Seriously. Right. Yeah. So, Damon, uh, hats off to you 
for standing awesome your ground. Awesome writer. I mean, not only do we love his writing on, uh-huh. on, on the show and writing, you know, what goes on as, as we watch the story of Lost. Right. But to read him actually write an article, or it, it, he's an awesome writer. He is an awesome writer. I really enjoyed it. Very articulate. Very articulate. So, um, yes. Yeah, so hats off to Damon. We totally understand. Uh, Carlton, I totally understand where he's coming from as well. Absolutely. You know, um, he, he obviously, I don't think... I don't think that anybody should be upset with him for crossing that line. You know, he obviously... It's not that he cares about the the production of the eight episodes more than Damon. Uh, but as the producer, you know, executive producer of there the show... There is work to be done. There is work to I be mean, done, just in case this thing ends. And, but, and if you read, if you go to the link and read the article that Damon writes, he says, I'm angry because I'm not working. Yeah. He, he goes on to say, you know... Yeah, he says I'll never be able to recoup the money that I'm losing now. Right. And any money that is gained in royalties will never make up. Never make up for the money that for they're the money losing, losing by not working. But what he's and he, and I love the point that he 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 says I'm fighting for the right the 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 income of writers of our future. Right. And and if the, and if they don't do it now, which is very true, mm-hmm. be, because they will. I mean, they they will be paid to write. Um, an episode or or a series, but if you go back and listen to the YouTube um, video that that someone put together, they were the writers of I Love Lucy were never paid right. for royalties for on that millions. show, and it's been running continuously for fifty years. Yes, continuously for fifty years. Yep, and and they never saw an extra dime in, yep. in royalties. Yep, and and so it. it Times are changing, and people, you need to change with them. Yeah. And so, with that... Do or die. That is our Lost in the News. Next up... Well, that's it. I'm depressed now. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see how things turn out. So, character analysis. Tonight's show, Mr. Echo. Lost Character Analysis. Now, in the past, we've done a bunch of different crazy things for these little uh, character analysis. Right. We've come before the microphones, and we have literally read, straight word for word, the content from Lostpedia.com. Did you hear my yawn? <laughs> uh, and, you know, we've never, we've not had a single person email us and say that they haven't, in, you know, haven't still right. enjoyed hearing all that. Because a lot of people don't have time to go and read that. But they would. I don't love either. The, That's why I read it here. I know, but they do love hearing the. I have had people people say, you know, you guys might think it sounds, uh, you know, a little weird to just sit there and behind a microphone and read. But really, that's what audiobooks are all about. And of course, they're probably a little bit more pre-read and and are a little bit more fluid in their reading. But anyway, the fact is is that people are sitting at work, being able to get all the nuances and details of these character analysis. Tonight, however, we are not going to be reading anything from Lostpedia.com. And uh, the reason why is, well, number one, I feel a little lazy this evening. What are we doing? (coughs) What we're doing. I love when Cliff doesn't even tell me what's going on. Chef Mark says I should just read from the Jesus stick. Um, (laughs) What we are doing tonight is we are taking the audio clips that were emailed to me. Okay. They are simply numbered. Have you listened to them? They are simply numbered one through ten. You haven't. They are queued up. I haven't even named the, the clips because I haven't even listened to them yet. 
if you guys aren't aware of this, Cliff has had uh, Cliff, Cliff is speaking now, of course, about himself in the third person, and Cliff has had bronchitis for well over a month. If they listen to us regularly, they know. they know. Yeah. So uh, let's see here. I challenge. What is this? I I read a challenge on my show's Facebook, Cliff. Awesome. I don't know what's going on in the chat room. Anyway, I apologize. <laughs> Oh, did I mention that we're re- we're reading this? Uh, we're we're reading. reading this what are we live. doing right now? We're recording. <laughs> recording is what we're doing here. We're recording this live. <coughs> Excuse me, in front of an internet audience. That's what I was gonna say. It's hot in here. It is hot in here. So take off all your. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's bad. That's okay. wrong. Anyway, um, I was saying something. Recording live. In front of an internet audience. Internet audience. Get your own darn podcast at talkshoe.com. Um, anyway. <laughs> Did I just say that? Oh, man. Um, wow. I've totally lost my train of thought. Uh, audio clips. We're no, going to really? do. Yes. Um, if I didn't mention it, I, I've taken some. Uh, Cough medicine, Robitussin with codeine. Anything else you didn't mention. <laughs> Did I not mention that? I don't know. So, uh, uh, I was over here. The, the audio clips audio over here. Clips haven't over listened there. to them. They're, I, I assume they're in some kind of order. So, what we're going to do tonight is we're going to play the clips in order um, of whatever. Of 1 the, through 10. Of 1 through 10. And then we'll just comment on them. Not necessarily in chronological order. So here's clip number one. Let's see if we can figure out what this thing's all about and kind of have some comment on it. Shoot him. Now. Shoot him. Do it. What's your name, boy? What's your name, boy? Echo. <laughs> Look at Mr. Echo. <laughs> no hesitation. <laughs> a born killer. <laughs> Mr. Echo, a born killer, Stephanie. I recall watching that episode for the first time. I think that was 23rd Psalm, if I'm not mistaken. That was you didn't a, like it. It was an amazing episode, but I was so conflicted during that scene. It really I recall watching that and thinking to myself, that is an impossible situation that just really grates at my gut instinct, my feelings. And and it was one of those things just like I didn't even like to see that. Right. You know, but at the same time, this was one of those things when when this originally came out, we had kind of already had some commentary on this, is that did he do the right thing? It seems that this is an impossible situation morally to say what's right or wrong. Murder, always wrong, right? You know what I'm saying? Okay. I know what you're saying. Exactly. You're, You're tracking with me here. However, at this time, what he did seemed right, and it seemed justified because there was no other option. Do you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Absolutely. He had to... He he did what he did to protect his brother. To exactly. To protect Yemi because had... I mean, they weren't going to stand around and wait for Yemi to shoot the old man forever. They would have just shot him. 
and the old man. Right. You know, so um, Echo did what he what he had to do to protect his brother. Whether that was right or or wrong is is for personal interpretation. Right. I think I would have to imagine being in Mister Echo's shoes at that young age. I think I would have had to have done the same thing. I can't imagine. I can't imagine what the other possibility, the other outcome could be. What? I'm just laughing about a story I shared on the Full Time Mom this afternoon where I tried to kill my brother twice. Oh. (laughs) Not really, but I'm thinking, you know, would I have done the same in that situation? (laughs) (laughs) Nice one, babe. Nice one. If anybody's interested in hearing that story, that's going to be the Full Time Mom episode number 12. Episode number 12. Which will be out later this evening. (laughs) All right. Here's clip number two. Okay. All right. Well, we're here. Find it right here. Right by that tree. You liar. You found it here? Yeah. Found it here. You're lying. I sounded just like it. You're lying. I don't even know you. You asked to see where I found it. This is where I found it. We're done. Have a nice hike. You did not find the statue here. I'm going to hit you with my Jesus stick. Take me to the plane. Take me to the plane. Anyway, that was an excellent part of the episode because this was, you know, what are you going to do? Hit me with your Jesus stick? Um, <coughs> take me to your leader. That's what Chef Mark just put in the <laughs> chat room. So uh, anyway, this reminds me of Charlie. I it, that I mean, I miss I Charlie. Know. Poor Charlie and Mr. Echo. <laughs> well, I miss them all. You know. Yeah, Don't no get doubt. Me started. <laughs> I miss Juliet and Ben. And okay, maybe not Ben, but uh, really, <laughs> the island. Don't say that. Youth is going to. You're is gonna, she there? No, but okay. She, well, then she can you know email you and complain about it. I'm. <laughs> and we love Edith, and I'm not. And we love mean, Michael but, Emerson too. Okay, yes, but I don't like Ben. And that, which goes to show how much Michael Emerson does a wonderful job playing Ben. There you go, Edith. I still got stood Listen up for him. Listen here, you people pleaser. I am a people pleaser. Here's the thing. Yes. Learn I'm how a, to deal with I'm conflict. A, I am a people pleasing podcaster. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm, amen, sister. <laughs> All right, so uh, Charlie's a liar. And Charlie's a liar. Take me to the plane. <laughs> Rachel just wrote in the room, Cliff is so high, I love everyone, in quotes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, let's see, clip number three. Uh, so oh, wait, you were going to say two. What? I was just going to say not everyone, because he was upstairs this, af- this evening, uh, just maybe 20 minutes before we came down to record and our two-year-old who was out of bed and shouldn't have been comes down the hallway and she goes daddy you give me hug and kiss you give me hug and kiss and he goes no go to bed i did not say no go to bed i said can you i said, you said no i already did go to bed and i and i said that in love and she, daddy give me a kiss i mean if you you should have saw the eyes. <laughs> the eyes were they were the little precious moment doll eyes. Uh, By the way, Stephanie, we have somebody requesting to talk in the chat room. Okay. And uh, they would like to speak with you. Go ahead. Go ahead, Edith. Hi. Hi. Edith, and I am here. And yes, I'm talking to you, Steph. Not, not Cliff this time. <laughs> That's fine. 
I can take it. I'm a big girl. I'm just joking with you. Yes, we yes. know. And, 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 you know, I, I don't care for Ben's character, and I'm not afraid to say that. But I do like Michael Emerson. He is a fantastic actor, and that's how I cannot like him so much. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, uh, I think that shows how a great actor he is. Absolutely. So, but I do remember when we didn't like, like Charlie, and now we all go, oh, Charlie! This is true. Very true. This is true. And, of course, close... And I, all, I only said that I would not like the others through the end of season three. So in season four, Stephanie so can like them. So in season four, it could yeah, change. Season four, I, mean, I heard that we're going to love them because the people that are coming on now are going to be worse. It, it it could change, you know, and we may never see season four. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the sad thing. Isn't it? It's so depressing. It is. All right, Edith, thank you for calling thank in. You. And uh, feel free to request the talk anytime during this episode. All right, so uh, where are we? Clip number three, right? Uh-huh. Okay, uh, here we go. So I come to visit you for the first time in three years, and you won't hear my confession. You know, Monsignor would have said he failed to raise a proper Catholic boy. But why waste your time confessing? It won't help you. It won't? No. For confession to mean something, you must have a penitent heart. You and your guilt, Yemi. I've only done what I needed to do to survive. How is that in sin? You may live far from here, but that doesn't mean I haven't heard of who you are and what you have done. Have you forgotten how you got that cross, brother? The day they took me? Is what I did that day a sin? Or is it forgiven? Because it is you that was saved. Hmm. A little bit of a guilt trip there, wouldn't you say, Stephanie? Yeah, and I remember thinking, um, I, re- I remember watching that that flashback and thinking, who is Yemi to, to judge him that way? Well, I I think Yemi, you, you're oh yes, you're right, uh, but the, but the fact is is that he does come in and and he does he has he is doing a lot of things, and he doesn't have a penitent heart. His question to Yemi, you know that thing that I did for you, remember how you got that? Uh, was that a sin? And and I think I if I had to guess, and of course, like obviously, I'm not the arbitrator of right and wrong. Uh, but in my own mind, is is what he did there in that first clip that we discussed, was that a sin? I I don't know. I I, I can I can say that you know he did what he had to do in a, an impossible situation. However, his clip here saying that um, I've always done what I have to do to survive. I've only done. I've only what done what I have to to survive. I don't think so and that's what Yemi is saying here it's like listen you may have you may be living far away but I've heard what you've done and I'm certain that he's not had to do those things to survive so does Yemi have a point yeah now is he a little harsh on his brother and almost just assume that he cannot be forgiven I think we did see a little bit of that well, and and that's where that's where I'm coming from right he, is he is oh darn okay he's giving the impression that the sins that echo has committed are not forgivable all sins forgivable 
Right, absolutely. Everyone is redeemable. That's what we saw in Charlie. Charlie was redeemable. Charlie was redeemed and, and therefore the only person who could save everyone by drowning. What's that song, Wonderwall? That was on the radio today. Uh-huh. And it made me think of Charlie. Okay. Because of the flashback where he was on the corner saying, you're going to be the one to save me. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. I don't know where that came out of. But <laughs> me anyway. neither, druggie. Um, <laughs> hey, now. Leave me alone. Come on, Charlie, focus. He's <laughs> <laughs> just seen the look he just gave me. He is so drugged up. How can I, how can I take him seriously right now? Ah. <sighs> Anyway. Next clip, because it's gone. <laughs> All I'm right. I'm not even going to pretend to get it back. All right. Next clip. What are we on? Four? Yes. Here we go. Why are you here, Echo? I've come to help you. I have some merchandise that I need to get out of the country. I would like to use one of your church relief flights to transport it. Merchandise? You mean drugs? It is not my normal business yet. We are moving the drugs out of Nigeria so that they cannot be used by our people. And the money. You have all the money to buy your vaccine. Okay, I'm pausing it. Okay. Okay. We are moving the drugs so that they are, are out of Nigeria. Why not just destroy them? Yeah, right. You know, I mean, come on, <laughs> Mr. Clearly, Echo. Yeah, clearly he... He's... little self-justification happening yeah. here, buddy. You know, are there not other ways to destroy those thing, that stuff? Yeah, but you can't make money off of that. <laughs> and then you'll have the money to buy your vaccines. All right. It, it worked in his mind. All right, so let's see here. Continuing on with clip 4.5. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Fuck, freeze. Rachel Zizi Lisi is on the line. Rachel, you're on. Go ahead. Uh, I think the other reason he couldn't just destroy them is because he did have to keep up this persona of being a tough drug lord. Otherwise, he could lose his position in the community and stop being scary. Lose his position in the regime? Is that what you you said? (laughs) Yeah, basically. Okay. And, and, And why would that be a horrible thing? Because then he'd be dead. (laughs) Yeah, he'd probably be dead. And he wouldn't be able to continue getting rid of the drugs out of the country. They don't just demote you, babe. <laughs> they don't just demote you. They <laughs> Have you seen Blood Diamond? They give you a retirement package <laughs> in a shoebox <laughs> after they incinerate Rachel? your body. No, what'd you say, Rachel? She said, didn't you, you see Blood seen? Diamond? No, what's no, Blood Diamond? It's a movie. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so here's what I'm thinking, okay, Rachel? Track, you okay. See if you can track with me here. Uh, it should be pretty good because I'm, I'm pretty easy because I'm, I'm moving pretty slow tonight. So <laughs> I'm going to get there eventually. Uh, what I was going to say, okay, so I'm Mr. Echo, okay? You know, I, I saved my brother's life. I worked my way up through this drug lord thing. You know, I, I'm probably sitting on some money, okay? I'm, th- I'm thinking, I'm thinking it might be possible after 10, 15 years, I don't know, to get myself a little flight uh, and pretend that I'm going on some kind of errand for my drug lord uh, business uh, and head off to London or Australia or somewhere and then all of a sudden be lost. <gasps> okay. Maybe Echo's behind everything. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. 
Okay. Anyway. Well, I think I think his goal in getting rid of the drugs was to try to better his uh, village, and if he left, he wouldn't be able to do that anymore. You, do you really believe that, though? Or I mean, I I, do, I think I I agree that he believed that. But mm-hmm. but isn't it a little odd? Isn't that just some weird justification for for something though? I'm not saying I would do it. Because so. isn't if, no, I know. Isn't everyone's own self justification a little weird? Right. I mean, don't we all have those times where yeah. we can really? I mean, okay, because explain to someone how buying a new car is going to save you money in the long run. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> you know, I'm not in the mindset to defend myself right now. So, um, anyway. That's why I attack while it's good. <laughs> Leave me alone. I just had some really cool insight that I was going to share. And it totally escapes my mind right now. Um, what were we talking about? Echo? <laughs> I know it's Mr. Echo. Self-justification. Stuff. Oh, the whole idea. Okay, so I'm only doing this to save the people because this is going to get the drugs out of Nigeria. Hello. Are they shipping out? Every single item in their inventory? I don't think so. Um, and so, therefore, if these things are being shipped out of Nigeria... <laughs> they have to are, keep their own stash. <laughs> are they not? Are they not being shipped to someone else? I already said that. Did you say that? <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> All right. Let's We're see still here. on four. Clip 4.5, take two. God has given us this opportunity. Give it we to God. Turn God. God did not bring you here, Echo. Your own greed did. And I will always love you. <laughs> but I will not help you. Wow. Did you hear that? He says, I will always love you. It's good to see you again, brother. But I will not help. I think that that's wise information there. You know, it, it it's mm-hmm. not so much that his brother is like you, you're you're unforgivable. It's you know, listen, I love you, I do, but I won't do that. I won't do this for you. But he did. Well, did he? Isn't that a meatloaf song? All right. But I won't do that. Well, All righty. So <laughs> let's see here. He doesn't listen to me. What'd you say? Nothing. I was reading in the chat room. It Obviously. says something here. Anyway, it, it, yeah. In the, okay, clip number five. Did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. What the bloody hell did you do? I did nothing. Most people, when they see a creature made of swirling black smoke, they run. I was not afraid of it. I could see that. That thing kills people. Did you see the plane? Yes, I saw your plane. It's about a kilometre that way. Thank you. Wait! So, Mr. Echo, the one man who has looked into the eye of the smoke monster... And was able to escape it for at least a little while. Not afraid of it. He was not afraid of it. It wasn't you... afraid of you either. That's why I came back for you. Yeah, I whopped <laughs> you upside a tree. It really showed him who was Boston. <laughs> you know, yeah, it did. I'm wondering if the tree, I wonder if the smoke monster is really like the life force of a tree. And it's upset for, you know, never mind. The, yeah. That was going nowhere. It did really stop. <laughs> we'll just go on to episode, <laughs> or episode six. Clip number six. What are you doing here again? I came to stop you. Go back to your church. Do not get on that plane, Echo. 
You saved my life once, and I'm here to save yours. Save my life? But if you get on that plane, if you do this, I do what, Jim? Are you a prophet now? Please, Echo. Let me take your confession. Anything I can do, I will do, but please, don't go. He called the military! You did this? I did not tell them who was involved. Just leave the drugs and come back with me. Okay, and so immediately following this clip, uh, you know, his brother is shot, or, or during that clip he was shot, we see that the brother is brought into the plane, Echo is off the plane, and the plane takes off. And, of course, when the military comes up, they say, Father, because he's and in he his little priest. Yes, being he's, his little deceptive self. Well, exactly. However, I believe, at least even still now, knowing everything we know about Mr. Echo, I believe that this was the turning point for his life. You know, his brother came there to well, save him. I think for Echo, it had to be the turning point of his life. Otherwise, Yemi died in vain. Right. Because Yemi came there for it to be the turning point in Echo's life. Right. He just didn't know he had to sacrifice himself for it to happen. Right. Absolutely. Do you follow that? Yeah. Because you're looking a little lost. Uh, I'm a little lost, but no, <laughs> I, right. I, no, I, seriously, I, I, know, I understand. Okay. All right. What clip was that? What clip number was that? That was number six. Was We're on number seven. Right, you're lucky. Six. I'm writing them down as we Thank go along. Thank you. Here we go. I am Mr. Echo. Hold on. I like that. Let me just hit play that again. I am Mr. Echo. I like that. Henry Gale. Do you mind if I sit, Henry? The first night I spent on this island, I was dragged into the jungle by two men. They never spoke a word to me, nor I to them. I killed these men, smashed in their head with a stone, felt their blood on my arms. I need you to know how sorry I am for this. I need you to know that I am back on a righteous path now and that I regret my actions. This is where he I ask you for pulls your out forgiveness. That blade, isn't it? Why are you telling me this? Because I needed to tell someone. And then he whips out the blade. Because and I needed to tell someone. I thought I, I thought for sure he was going to slice <laughs> Henry Gale's neck. No, but there was um, Edith's beloved. Yes. There you go, Edith. And uh, I had forgotten about that scene. Do you think scene. he knew? Do you, I, I don't remember the, the context in which that entire episode came what? to us, but... Um, did he know that Henry Gale was? I think so. You think he knew? Yeah, okay. I think I think he knew because if he knew, that makes that clip so much better. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And at this time, we didn't know, which which is awesome, right. you know, you know, back then. But now knowing that, yes, indeed, he is on the other side, and. 
quote unquote, they're the good people. Right. You know? I smashed their heads in. I smashed their heads in. <laughs> now I must slice off my my chin hair. <laughs> and scare the crap out of you before I as I do it. That was great. That was awesome. That was good. All right. Episode or clip number eight. This cross was worn by my brother Yemi. Yemi was a great man, a priest, a man of God. And because I betrayed him, he was shot and died. He was placed on a plane, which took off from an airstrip in Nigeria, half a world from here. Then the plane that I was on crashed on this island. And somehow, here, I found my brother again. I found him in the same plane that took off from Nigeria, in the same plane that lies above us now, that has concealed this place. And I took this cross from around Yemi's neck and put it back on mine, just as it was on the day I first took another man's life. So let me ask you, how can you say this is meaningless? I believe the work being done in the hatch is more important than anything. If you will not continue to push the button, John, I will. You know what's amazing? is we still have absolutely no clue what the significance of pushing that button really was. No. You know, that just occurred to me. I mean, how, what was it, all of season three, you know, was post pushing, post not pushing the button? Right. And, and through all of season three, we got nothing as far as really understanding mm-hmm. what the button was all about. How did he know that Nigeria is half a world from where they are? He assumed it by the fact that they were on route in route from Australia to Los Angeles. Okay. Given the fact that there is probably already discussion about how many miles they were off course by the pilot and okay. still figuring out. Obviously, Mr. Echo was much better at geography than I am because I am so geographically yeah. challenged. Right. It's not even funny. Yeah, podcasting has done a wonderful thing for my whole geography thing because now I know where the Netherlands are, and I know where I mean I know where Japan is on a map now, and <laughs> this is this is really cool stuff. So uh, cool. Yeah. Anyway, not that you wanted to know Cliff's uh, shortcomings in high school, but uh, that's one of them. Uh, clip nine. Yes. Okay. Are you ready, Echo? Oh, wait, did you hear that? I, I had to point. I had to point this out. That sounded like the THX. It thing. did. It did. Yeah. Matthew is totally scared. <laughs> Terrified of, of that THX. Sound. You know the that little. <laughs> yeah. Terrified. Terrified of it because we used to watch it. We used to watch shows <laughs> when I first got our surround system, and I had the bass turned all the way up, 
And of course, you know, it feels the floor is shaking. Uh, Anyway, so here's clip nine again. Are you ready, Echo? Yes. I am ready. for no forgiveness father for I have not sinned those are bad words I have only done what I needed to do to survive a small boy once asked me if I was a bad man if I could answer him now I would tell him that when I was a young boy I killed a man to save my brother's life. I am not sorry for this. I am proud of this. I did not ask for the life that I was given, but it was given nonetheless. And with it, I did my best. You speak to me as if I were your brother. So is that the end of that, that clip? That's the end of that okay. clip. He says, I am not sorry, for I have not sinned. I ask for no forgiveness. I ask for no forgiveness. Well, so it makes perfect sense that he was shown no mercy. I think so. I mean, obviously. I mean, we've all done things that we regret. Yeah, th- those, are, those are yeah. strong words. They, they really are. It's They're like, really arrogant words. Yeah. Really, really arrogant. And, and and again, you know, not only not only am I do do I not regret what I did, but I'm proud of what I did. I understand. I understand being proud of protecting your brother, yes. but not of killing a man. Yeah. And and as far as you know, this is not the life that I had requested, but it was given nonetheless. Yeah. The situation. There were some situations. But it's what that were we given. do. It's not. It's what we do with the life that we're given. Yes. And I mean, he didn't fight against it at all. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, the blaming it on God is a, I think it's a natural tendency sometimes to put, lay the blame for our situations. But uh, yeah. anyway, we have one last clip, episode or clip number ten. I'm gonna try to quit saying episode. <laughs> Every, well, it doesn't matter because that's the last one. Okay. Yes. But I'll take I you promise probably. I won't call any more of these clips episodes. Here we go.
What did he say, John? He said, we're next. Do you think he really said that? No. Chef Mark wants to uh, come John on. John doesn't know what he said. No. Hey, Chef hey, Mark. Guys. Yeah, I just wanted to go back once. Uh, um, Stephanie, you just said that, that his words were, were arrogant, and I wanted to actually take issue with that. I don't. I didn't read his words as being arrogant so much as he was recognizing that in life we always have choices. Every moment of the day we have choices. And I think what he was saying was that he chose his higher value. He chose in the moment that which was more important to him. And it was he felt that doing what he had to do was for his brother. And he realized at a certain point that that wasn't shameful. No, no. He was, he was in a position where he, he felt he was stuck, so he had to choose that no, choice. We're not arguing with him. We're, I don't think Stephanie was talking about him being arrogant with the words, you know, I'm proud of what I did, you know, in the situation with his brother. But we're, we're talking about this whole, the whole being arrogant of, I, I do not ask for any forgiveness, you know, for everything I've done in my life has been for a reason. You know, it, it, it's the whole, it was the whole life discussion that I think he yeah, gave at the end. I, I get that. I guess what, I, what I'm saying is that I think what it, it, you know, more from a, I guess more from a sort of literary romantic point of view, that's, you know, the writers are saying that's him getting that, hey, wait a minute, you know, I, I made these choices and I, I made some horrible choices, but I don't ask forgiveness because it was my path, you know, as a, I think he was saying, like, rather than judge myself as being a bad person, I did what I thought was best. Yeah, I... I, 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 I see what you're saying. I, I do, Mark. But they portrayed Echo in his last weeks on the island as a man of God. Yes. And as, as a believer, I'm saying that as a man of God, those, he was very arrogant to say those words. Yes. I, I ask no forgiveness. I've done no wrong. Because even he would know, as a man of God, that he has. Yes. That, I think that's the point. Well, sure. And I, I agree with you on, on that literal point. That's why I guess I'm saying uh, from, a, from a more literary or romantic point of view, it's, uh, you, know, you often see that in literature where, where someone at the last moment of their life, they have this clarity and they go, oh, look, I spent my whole life thinking this and that I was bad for doing this. And I realize, oh, now it was you know, it was there was a reason for why I did that, and I'm not going to judge myself as being bad. I, I get your point, and I guess I, I guess maybe we're just looking at it from two slightly different points of view. Yeah, I think that's all. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. different different perspective on you're looking at the literary literary point, and we're looking at you know these are the words of a man who has claimed to have been a Christian uh, for a good part of the remain you know of the last days of his life. Yeah, and I, I agree with you that it would it would seem arrogant if if he were uh, saying that, you know, just from that perspective. But I guess um, it's I don't know. I don't I don't think it's 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 he's saying it as a challenge to God, as if I don't need your forgiveness, God. I think it's more like a personal introspection of of realizing that he spent all of these years. The reason that he was a man of God was out of guilt. He thought he was evil. So he was trying to write that by becoming something that, in a way, maybe he wa he wasn't. Like the whole the whole of being a priest wasn't him. It was Yemi, uh, and he was trying to redeem himself by doing that. And 
and maybe you know what he discovered at the at the end on the island was the real echo. You know, it wasn't the murderer and it wasn't the priest. Hmm. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. I, I still, I still, I, I still am stuck at looking at this from a man who you know is has been who has at least focused a good period of his life with the understanding of the fact that from the Christian perspective, we believe that we are not born good, that we are born, you know, with evil as our inclination. And therefore the whole understanding of that whole part is, you know, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. That is something that is a very ritualistic part of the Catholic faith. And at the end, he's oh, like, Oh, I know that. I know it well. Exactly. <laughs> I was raised in it. I know. <laughs> so therefore, for him to say, you know, you know, Father, I, I ask for no forgiveness. It's like kind of like just saying, you know what? I, it's almost as if, as, in my mind, it's as if a priest is... is like flipping it, off it, God. It, 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 exactly. It's <laughs> right. like, listen, you know what? I've asked for forgiveness enough. And you know what? I'm totally done with that. that that's where I think... I'm viewing this because and where Stephanie's you, it, coming from. If you pair that with when he walked into <sighs> Yemi's church a couple um, clips back and said, what, you won't even take my confession, and being that this was said at the feet of what he thought was Yemi, if you pair the two, t- I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I do see what you're saying. And I think I, it's interesting. It goes back to the, the, the same dichotomy we've seen throughout Lost and this tension of, uh, you know, the question of redemption, right? I mean, you know, as we've said before, I think the whole series is, uh, uh, you know, uh, a study of redemption and people who feel they need redemption, whether they do or not. And so I think it's more interesting to look at it from the point of view of the tension between the two than it is to decide, well, he's either one or the other. Right. Let's see what Edith wants to bring in. She's got the request to talk button here. Edith, go ahead. I, what I got gathered from it is that at the end, he found out that he really was not the priest that he was pretending to be in the island, but he was more the man in between, just as you said, in between the man that he was in Africa and the man he pretended to be in on the island. But all in all, he still, because he was not a really a priest, he felt that what he did was for the good, and he really felt that he did not need to be forgiven whereas a priest who had all the training and all the knowledge and would be living that Christian life would have thought of it differently. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think we're, we're all seeing the different, pers- you know, that you guys are seeing that perspective of it, and, and we're just looking at, at that, those words from a different perspective. Stephanie? Well, and that's what the, the whole series is all about. It's just how do you interpret what they're saying, because they're not going to tell us exactly what they want to Right. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, I guess that's that's sort of what my point is, is that I think it's it's much more interesting for, because it's more human. That's that's who we are as humans, right? We're people that have conflict within ourselves, and we're never 100% one way or the other. And so studying that and just really letting the characters be in that place, I think, gives us, the viewers, a much more rich experience to look into our own lives and our own souls. Absolutely. Absolutely. <coughs> Stephanie, did you want to say anything else? No. All right. I'm just piecing all of what they said together. Cool. Well, hey, everybody. Um, we want to thank all of you guys out there in the live chat room. What an amazing turnout this Friday evening for our weekly Lost podcast. Um, you know, I think tonight's discussion went kind of good. 
Cliff was a little loopy this evening. I apologize for that. Uh, hopefully, I'll be on the healing mend here very soon. Um, Not likely. Hey, now. It's March. all about... it. No. March. Listen here. I cannot be sick till March. I've been married to you for 11 years. Yeah. Look at me. Yeah. March. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, we are going to wrap it up. We will be back next week. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to do a character analysis next week. It depends on if my uh, audio clips guy is on strike. Oh. He has. Yes. He had uh, told me that he's got some uh, folks coming from out of town and that they will be there through the entire holiday season. And so, why don't we just not do a show next Friday and spend the holiday uh, with you know our what? family? It is Thanksgiving next week. It so is Thanksgiving next let's week. Let's do that. We'll see you in two weeks. Two weeks. In two weeks, we will be back live on talkshoe.com. Everybody, have a very wonderful, have a very wonderful Thanksgiving. We start tomorrow. Yes, we do. I'm so excited. My, my I'm salivating. I cannot wait to eat turkey and everything that goes with it. I'm so. I love this food holiday. <laughs> I know you love do. holidays that center around food. It's great. <laughs> awesome. And uh, so, anyway, we want to again invite you back in two weeks. I'm, I'm glad you remembered that because I, I wasn't putting the pieces together. Anyway, uh, it's been an awesome evening, and uh, we'll be back soon. So, God bless and uh, stay lost. Stay lost. <laughs>